Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. So let's talk about language today. Language. Does language structure your identity? I think it could, yeah. Why you say that? Um, I think that it structures your identity because without language, um, there's no sense of connection mm. and there's no sense of um, understanding between people. No sense of culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, the definition of language, the principal method of human communication consisting of words used in a structure and conventional way and conveyed by speech writing gesture a study of a study of the way children learn language Hmm. okay okay so what does language mean to you language means to me um just what i said in the beginning Mm -hmm. but i guess what it represents for me is an outward and inner product of my identity. Mm-hmm. So language is as important to breathing and my heart beating. It's a natural form of an existence. It also provides similarity and can also point out differences. So for instance, like when I say it can point out differences is everyone in the States could be speaking English, but yeah have different accents Mm -hmm. so already there's like a question or curiosity between people that's like oh you know where are you from Mm -hmm. and it kind of delves into a person's identity and their characteristics um but my language also represents how another person may perceive me or categorize me as an insider or an outsider a shy person or a confident person an introvert or an extrovert For example, someone like Trump could be (laughs) perceived as a self-centered racist and a narcissistic person based Mm -hmm. on the language he chooses to use. Or another example would be someone being highly attracted to the opposite sex based on their delivery of a language. And also, I think like language doesn't necessarily mean like the use of the voice um, or being an expression of conversation, but it Mm -hmm. can also be like a body language. And um, most people are attracted to a person's physique based off of like body language alone, mm-hmm. rather than it just being something that's conversational. Yeah. So language helped form your identity. How does language form your identity identity when you know more than one language? Hmm, that's a good question. Because you speak Shona as well as English, right? Yeah, I think language is like a tool that sends out information to people. But um, language also transmits culture. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that like it's interesting because now that I was mostly raised in the states and grew up in the states, ninety five percent of my language is English. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where I think still in my native tongue, mm-hmm. <laughs> or moments where. How does that work though? Like how? How does that work? Who do you mean? How does like that work? how do you think in your normal? language like can you think in your normal language and talk english yeah i can but i think that only bilingual people have that capability Mm. of like being able to switch back and forth i can give a better example when i was like three or four um i was raised speaking english in shona but because i was little sometimes i would just switch the two like i felt Mm -hmm. like it was the same language or like i didn't have a a word in english for it but i had a word in shona for it Mm -hmm. and vice versa so i don't know like a person's background based on their accent or how they present themselves already brings a certain curiosity out but um yeah i never really thought about how like (laughs) yeah it's interesting because here in the states in the united states certain words can have different meaning Mm -hmm. depending on the the geographical context of it Mm -hmm. you know sometimes the word bad means good in certain places Mm -hmm. but it still means bad in other places or you know, I'm from the DMV area. Um, you know, mostly Maryland, and we have our own language in ourselves. Like, for example, "jai like" means um, sort of like, mm-hmm. or um, that joint right there means that thing right there. Or it could one word can have several different meanings. Or the younger folks can say. Um, yeah, I was chilling with Shorty over there, and she was just like, "Yeah," and and and, and we yeah. and we went to yeah, like <laughs> and yes, it could be like fifty different. Yeah, things, it doesn't mean, make yeah. sense to somebody outside of the DMV area. area, but it's 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 interesting how being raised in an environment, um, languages that start off as one thing can differ and become different accents and have different type of um, connotations, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess like in a historical fact of an answer would be that my language tells a story that somehow, even though I'm fluent in English, Mm -hmm. I'm like not a British person, you know, Mm -hmm. but a product of colonialism, like we all are, like you see a black person, you're like, they speak fluent English, but like, you know, where are you from, from? And my accent, if anyone really listens, you can kind of like... It's a big giveaway, and you probably want to be an intrigued by like. But you switch accents like sometimes, it's depending on your emotion, you switch accents like five or six times in a conversation. <laughs> At <laughs> one point, it, it sounds like your natural, you know, Shona, you know, Zimbabwe and like undertones, but then you can talk turn into the Queen's English, <laughs> and then turn American is like. Yeah. And and even it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be the accent, but I notice like certain pitches. Mm-hmm. Like I can speak in an American accent, but it's a like a British pitch mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. gestures that I do that's very highly African, mm-hmm. Zimbabwean. 
Um, so yeah, it's quite interesting because um, sometimes I see that in another person. Like I could see another person speaking in an American accent, but it's like that you you are something else, or like you've experienced mm-hmm. other places and different things that I can kind of tell. Like, yeah. I want to know more about you and about like your identity based off of the language that you're projecting. And it's funny because when you visit these different places, or like let's say an african-american goes to ghana it's like if you stay there for a long period of time you start to adapt and and um adopt the certain mannerisms of the language yeah in order to like communicate i mean it it's not like actually speaking the language but like um depending on how the person well how the people communicate in that in that place you like adopt and try to like I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, yeah, I believe that's everywhere because I can give an example of my uncle when he used to go to Greece. Mm-hmm. He used to like try to talk in a Greek accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like if he would be in Zimbabwe, he'd try to talk like slower or like in a, in a way that he felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. the culture would be able to understand him. And I think that sometimes like when I go to England, I'm, I'm automatically switching into like that accent because mm-hmm. that's how someone could easily relate to me like i can kind of speak your language yeah even though i'm speaking english like i kind of jump into that accent to kind of Mm, mm. feel not like an other your family background is incredibly interesting in the way you guys communicate with each other because Hmm. how so your mom has kind of like a queen it's not it's not british but it's kind of like a different type of English, you know? I'm I'm not sure if that's, like, a Zimbabwean thing. Well, it's based off of where she grew up. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, when she was living in Zimbabwe, a lot of Zimbabweans who are, quote-unquote, educated in private schools... Cultured. ...have um, an accent that's a British colonial accent. Mm -hmm. So they're favoring or, like, almost mimicking a British accent. Mm -hmm. But it also has the twang of a Zimbabwean culture. But then she grew up here as well. So it's a mixture of American, British, and Zimbabwean. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I feel like even if, remember when we were speaking to Paula in an interview? Yeah. And she had a Mexican accent, but she's had experience in England. So there were certain things or like certain pitches she would use that was very British. (laughs) So you have to adopt the, the, the culture, the language in order to like, I want to say assimilate but like fit in i think it's involuntary or just just being able to communicate with that yeah, culture I think, I think it's to be able to communicate <coughs> with that culture but the longer you spend in the place mm-hmm. the more likely you are you are to be like them that's what happened to me i didn't have an american accent when i came to america mm-hmm. okay. i had a british colonial Zimbabwean accent and yeah. it slowly dwindled away because i've been here the longest mm-hmm. okay okay yeah. Nah, you just holding the microphone. I don't want you to sound muffled. <laughs> I'm not muffled. Um, what does your language represent? Um, my identity. Mm-hmm. It represents how people perceive me. Um, and that's a question, like based off of like my language, body language, voice. How am I perceived by you? 
cultured and sophisticated. Oh my God. Hear ye, hear ye, <laughs> hear ye. And I think that's kind of like what drew you to me. Not, mm. not, not like that's part of the things that attracted me about you was your accent. And I thought that you were like some Southern guy. Like I didn't really hang out with a lot of like PG County dudes. (laughs) I mean, but this, but your accent was just very like, this area is like in the middle of like, yeah, we're like the mid East, you know, we're in the middle of Southern and Northern. So I think we kind of like adopted both um, North and South, but still like put our own, Spin on it. Spin on it, yeah. yeah. And I guess we had this conversation earlier how I was fascinated with the fact that a lot of people in the East, in this area, kind of talk like they have a Southern accent, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of mixed. But if you think about the history of African Americans in this cult- country, like, you know, most of us came from the South mm-hmm. and then had to migrate to the North. So those accents don't lose themselves. They just incorporate themselves into the new place. The Absolutely. Absolutely. Entered. And it's funny because you could tell how the accent changed depending on the states you're going. Like, we're in PG County or DC. Um, it's a little bit more Southern, but if you go to like Baltimore, the language is totally exactly. different. Exactly. And that's also why it fascinates me too about like um, accents that are African American. Because I believe mm-hmm. that there's like an African American accent and then like a general accent of that place. Yeah. Because if you talk to somebody from PG County that either lived in a predominantly white space mm-hmm. or are mm-hmm. not black, they speak differently than an average like person from PG County or DC. It's like a different accent. Speaking of that, what do you think about like code switching? Like having to. I guess sound more professional in work settings like yeah um what i think about it is that we have more than one language mm-hmm. even though we all speak english as black people we have we have had to adapt in in different situations um and i think it goes back to like having that conversation about my example of my uncle like going to a country and speaking yeah, yeah. a certain way it's the same here where I may not speak the way I speak with you at work mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I may not speak like this with, you know, and, and that's the thing though, too, because it's like, we've been programmed to do that, but should we? I mean, it's no problem speaking clearly so other people can understand, but it's not... <laughs> It's, it's made so you can't be comfortable yeah. with who you are in these different workspaces. Definitely. So it's like you have to put on a mask and become a <clears throat> a different person. You're still the same person, but like mm-hmm. a different version of yourself. Yeah, it's not that I'm even like changing my accent completely in the workspace, but it's that I watch and choose the words that I use. So it's mm-hmm. almost like I'm reserving most of myself. Let me be careful before. Yeah, yeah. before. So it's it's more about like what, and you know, and that's the question, like what is a professional speech? But there is, there's a language that mm-hmm. you're supposed to use in a professional setting. Yeah, and I can't go to, use in an interview. go to an interview saying, job like, no, or yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we have more than one language <coughs> in the English language because we also use slang. Yeah. And we don't use slang with everybody. And I hate that. They, they call slang Ebonics. I, 
I truly believe that our slang developed because, well, being African-American, our slang developed because our native tongue was, was taken away from us. You know what I mean? So it's natural in us to communicate in a certain way that our peers and our family members I can like you. relate and understand each other. I hear you. I feel like it's slightly derogatory because if you think about ICS, mm. like the X that's in Ebonics or mm-hmm. mathematics or economics, mm-hmm. it's like the study of something. Yeah, yeah. So if you're saying Ebonics, is it the study of the ebony? <laughs> you know, like yeah. the study of the black person. That's why like I what, never thought you know? of that. Yeah. So I just wondered like where that connotation came from. Yeah. Or ghetto. You sound ghetto. I don't know. Communication and language is. Well, we we all know it's been it developed over you know hundred thousand years or however however long we've been here as humans, mm. and I just find it interesting that no matter where we go, the language changes. Like it, it started in like sub Saharan uh, South Africa, right? And the further we go, that's when like language just just ch- changed, you know, is. I'm not sure what um, South African speak. What are, what, are, what is their language? Several different languages, but you have Zulu, Kosa, <coughs> um, all different, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but it all started <laughs> at one really. source, you know, and then mm-hmm. you got going up to like um, the the mi- Middle East, and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's kind of like connected. I was watching this video on. Um, how Spanish is extremely similar, like some of the words are similar to um, Arabic. Arabic, and then, yeah, some of those are similar to Swahili language. Right, right. And so, but yeah, I think I find it really fascinating, but it's not hard to believe about language because the same thing happened with race, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like you, it stemmed from one space, but then as you migrated to different places, it ended up being, you know, a different thing or a different facial structures and features mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what's interesting to me is like universally everybody used mama as the word for mother oh, or pa, papa. Or pa, papa. so yeah. there's certain dialects that have maintained itself mm-hmm. in different like mm-hmm. different cultures it's very interesting man we, we've as humans have developed and come a long way but what language represents to me is a, a unity within your your culture and community. Mm. You know. Yeah, I think without communication, it'll be very difficult for us to get by as people. Yeah. That's one of the things that progresses us and distinguishes us from different, you know, mammals and living things in this world. Mm. Mm. Um, how does language affect the environment around you? Hmm. Or does the environment around you affect your language? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I guess going back to saying that language is a tool that sends information and shares mm-hmm. information, but also it distinguishes me based off of how someone perceives me. So mm-hmm. it's not about, I think, <clears throat> like, how do I affect the environment around me versus the other way around? Because the way that I choose to use a language or like how I carry myself body language Mm. um, 
you know, gets me an opportunity or foot in the door because I presented myself a certain way. Yeah. Or it's like if I'm feeling a certain, you know, way, is that energy rubbing off onto somebody else? You know, like mm. there's different ways that I think as people we we kind of shift the way the environment works based off of what we bring into the language. Same thing that happened last year with like, you know, COVID, we had Trump. It's like certain languages that are used in the media to portray like how they want people to react, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. we all have different reactions because we're interpreting that language the way that we are experiencing our own language, if that makes sense. Yeah, we internalize what they say. Right, but then what they say, the way we you know internalize that also has a lot to do with our own language and experiences like how do Mm. we then determine how that's going to affect us or you know choose for us to move differently or the same i'm a firm believer in affirmations and um being careful what you speak and put out into Into the universe and the ether you know because you know words hold power you know, um, it's like you said, uh, with the Trump administration, whatever he he said a lot of things to get his followers riled up and and make them feel like they were superior or make them feel like America was getting taken away from him. Trump one thing about Trump is he definitely he's not a moron. He knows exactly what he's doing and he knows exactly what words to say in order to incite a certain emotion out of his followers and out of the people who don't follow him. You know, um, some of the greatest leaders and, and, and speakers have done the same thing just in different aspects. Like Malcolm X, for example, he was a wordsmith, never went to college i think he was like uh uh, didn't even go to high school i don't think but he read and he learned what type of uh uh, uh, words and how to communicate to people in order to incite emotions you know what i mean so obama same thing uh marcus garvey mandela like (laughs) martin luther king the way you project and the way you drag words and I have a dream, like uh, yeah, a charismatic, yeah, charismatic, and and how you pronounce certain things and vowels. It's like it's all it's sort so, sort of like music in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Like if you listen to like some real smooth R and B or something like um, Marvin Gaye that puts you in a certain mindset, or if you listen to like some metal crunching rock and roll that puts you in the mindset too um communication and language does the same thing it's it's all frequency yeah it is and it's an art i think that we all like you said there's a musicality to things Mm -hmm. and i think as humans we always are seeking for our tribe Mm -hmm. so if someone's playing a music that we like we're gonna you know instinctively be able to be drawn to them yeah yeah so you know like i feel like you're having an example of mandela and obama they have that effect where it's like people want to be drawn towards someone that's you it know, might be the, the rhythm no it's the rhythm it's I'm the like, rhythm yeah you so, know like, the rith- yeah, yeah i was about to say because before we actually communicated i think there was like art and music 
you know, and through percussion and the rhythm that brought everyone together. And we lo- we learned how to use music and, and, and put that into our communication and our language. Yeah. And, and we've and that's why, like, I feel kind of sad when I hear or <clears throat> when I see that a lot of us in our com- in, in the black you know community that we have difficulties communicating with one another or difficulties yeah. like coming together is that it was already embedded in our culture to do those things. Yeah. And the moment that it was stripped away from us, it's not necessarily as easy to be able to connect or communicate the way that we once naturally did Mm -hmm. in our music and our ceremonies and all of these things and rituals where now it's like i I think it's still there i think it's it's especially within the music you know (laughs) and dance you know it's it's still there like i always say this like go-go music in in the dmv is is mainly percussion and and call and response Mm -hmm. and you know it's a, a a music that people gather in, and you ever go to a concert, and it seems like everyone around you in concert in a concert is in tune. It's like mm-hmm. everyone is 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 dancing to one beat, and everyone is like, I don't want to say melted in a way, but everyone is almost like the same. Like it's like a connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And music does that to people, you know. Music brings people together, and depending on the artist or, or whatever the music is saying, it influences in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we can relate, and, and we basically relate to what was being given to us, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that's the special thing about music is because there's always a song for an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. M- music is is definitely um, another form of la- of language and art and dance and and sports and all everything is 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 it's just a different form of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What's the sexiest accent? The sexiest accent to me. Uh, between to me between like Spanish and French hmm. yeah for me like because there are seven continents and I feel like there are hundreds of different countries mm. I guess I wanted to give like my top seven because there are so many different accents in the world that I like yeah. and I feel like because Spanish and French are so common cliche it's not cliche because that's your opinion but i think that everybody gravitates towards that because that's what we are exposed to Mm. being like the sexiest language but i think like for me um it would be french but also this like a southern southern african accent Mm. it's one accent like from botswana and then a mexican accent uh african-american georgian accent (laughs) yeah i love like Georgian accents and for me New York and Australia Arabic is cool too Arabic is nice as well yeah especially when they read the Quran it's like singing Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too because it's like when we say what's the sexiest accent do you mean in their language or in English Mm. I think what I mean is in in their language in their language yeah yeah yeah, in their language yeah 
what's the history of Shona? Um, in a literal sense, the history of my language is English and Shona. I was born bilingual and spoke English and Shona. Sometimes I would mix the two, and now it's like 99% English and maybe 20% Shona. Oh, but who was the first one to invent Shona? Um, <laughs> I have no clue, but I do know. Let me not say I have no clue. Let me just have my ideological thought process. Mm. Um, I think that, as you said, there was, you know, a prime place that we were all originated from you know one space in africa you said south africa i think there was also lucy in east africa mm. but um in the southern african region of where i'm from like that whole southern region we are bantu speaking people mm. in up in the north of africa it's usually like berber speaking people and etc etc arabic or whatever but um bantu languages it's like most of our languages are very similar, but the dialects end up changing slightly. So mm. it's almost like Latin being like the base, mm. and then you have English, and then you have Spanish. So it's like there's certain things that are relative that you can pick from those languages that are similar, but then you change it. I just realized it. mm -hmm. it's the same thing as English being the um, American language, but depending on which state you go, the different there's different words that mean a certain thing like finna this, mo the, yeah, yeah the, exactly. the slang it's, it's the, the same slang thing. creates the, the the new language it's the same thing so interesting right so i would say like dialect and slang are almost similar mm -hmm. like if you think of it in different languages so for instance huku means chicken in shona mm -hmm. but it means kuku in swahili mm. Um, but we have similar things like Baba. We all say Baba is father. Mm -hmm. But Mama is the same thing for mother. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's certain things that we keep. So sometimes when we watch those like South African films, mm -hmm. I can hear or even Swahili. I can hear and understand what they're saying, even though they're speaking a different language, because the dialect is very, very slim mm -hmm. in difference. Damn. That's interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I would love to like study the origins of language mm. it seems because it all has one root just like mm -hmm. a lot of european language starts with latin latin mm -hmm. you know it, it all has a root mm. yeah definitely and it's funny because when i was in school i did study swahili for a little bit mm. and i was still very much like closer to being like still very fluent in shona and sometimes because I studied Swahili, I would start mixing up words mm -hmm. because like girl in Shona meant, meant, meant Musikana and in Swahili it meant Msikana. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like very similar. Yeah. So I guess like that's why like when I was speaking about English and Shona and having mixers, like sometimes when you speak more than one language, like it's very easy to like mix it up, mix up things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why like I feel like I... I dislike when people make fun of others that speak a second language because it's like it's not that they're dumb it's because they know more languages than you do and they have to like remember or memorize like what's right and what's wrong i find it interesting of the brain capacity of someone who can speak fluent several like several languages fluently like mm -hmm. like it just blows my mind it takes me like a 
two or three months just to learn one word like how can you speak speak so much yeah yeah fluently and i did a study like i did a study once in school about that and um it's very interesting that the more languages you speak Mm -hmm. the the faster that you're able to like have a conversation or or like pick up a new language Mm -hmm. or it could be a situation where it's like um you have no um you're able to 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 do well, like do better in mm. like memorizing because you have already that, that gift of knowing language. That makes sense. Yeah, hmm, that makes sense. Why is language important? Um, because if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be speaking to each other or connecting with one another. Language is a vital part of human connection. Mm-hmm. Although all species have their way of communicating, humans are the only ones. Who have mastered cognitive language communication. Mm. Language allows us to share our ideas, thoughts, and feelings with others. It has the power to build societies, but also tears them down. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. But that's 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 kind of a loose loose thought process because I believe all like well mostly most of living things have language i agree with you i agree with i agree with what you're saying and i do agree that language can kind of affect how a certain people live or like a thing but that's true like i feel like animals communicate with one another yeah dogs communicate with each other understand like that's a very european like (laughs) explanation even plants can communicate they just did a study on how plants communicate with each other mm-hmm. or music or the way that you speak to it yeah yeah that you know enhances their growth if you speak you know loving words to it rather than saying i hate you plant yeah <laughs> yeah you know hmm. that's interesting um what role does language have in society i think we already kind of spoke on that but yeah we kind of spoke on it but i would say that language is important i think being in a relationship with you it's very interesting to know that like what you said you know it's not what you say it's how you say it but the Mm. same thing that i want to make sure that we are embedding in our child like it's okay to communicate and it's okay to like use a certain language to make sure that a child is not insecure of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's vital as humans to always be cautious. Yeah. I think, um, but not silent, but cautious. Language is important. Well, one should be careful. I don't care how much schooling you've done. I don't care how, successful you are at life but never talk like you're above the next person mm. you know always speak on an equal uh platform platform playing. Yeah. yeah playing you know yeah but language is is, yeah. is important you know they call it spelling for a reason like you say certain things and put certain things out there. Mm. Sometimes you invite good energy. Sometimes you invite really negative energy. You know, when you say, um, I'm not feeling well today or 
if you're depressed in your mind and you vocalize that depression will like hold on to you and and won't let go until you like put that positive thought out there put that that Mm. that positive affirmation out there Mm. yeah language is interesting Mm. speaking of language tell us something in shonen what do you want to hear anything (laughs) you put me on the spot and now i'm shy don't be shy um. Okay. <laughs> Was that your national anthem? <laughs> <laughs> did it sound very national? Yeah, it did. It definitely did. Yeah, I just didn't know what else to say. You know who would be great to um just speak to about language on this mm-hmm. platform is your aunt since she's like a, um a professional publisher right yeah i don't think that's her alley though no yeah no she she deals with authors and writers but i think that um no i, I don't know maybe someone like a, a linguistic or someone that studies people but in order to like I see what you're saying. Deal with like, different authors. You have to read a bunch of books, don't you? Do you do have to read a bunch of books, yeah. And she probably has a nice a, a library. Wealth of, a wealth of, yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um. Yeah, so now that I've said something in Shona, say something in English. In English? In, in regular uh, English? or No, DMV? in DMV PG County. <laughs> okay. Um, think of something. See, you see how it feels like to be put on. No, nah, I'm just thinking about <laughs> what I want to say. Um, yeah, Mo. Um, so I was just like hungry, so I had to go to the corner store, get uh, four wings with mumbo sauce on everything, and that shit was just like delicious. Cause say pencil. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. No, no. What's the 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 sexiest American accent? Georgia, I said already. Georgia, Georgia. Georgia's weird. I like. I mean, no disrespect to Georgia's Georgian. How you say it? Georgians. 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 (laughs) But um. Yeah, I like the thing is like I like Georgian accents that are african-american but when they sound white i sound like it's it's going back to plantation i like the 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 new orleans new orleans nola's quite nice new orleans accents are nice they are really nice and it flows it flows like a river yeah but for me i like new york and new york's nice and my most annoying i think is like la la (laughs) 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 what was that (laughs) Like, yeah, and really, and totally, blah, blah, blah. You th- you're talking <laughs> like Hollywood. A lot of those people from Hollywood are not, oh, yeah, not but even like from the Crip. I don't know. I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's all we got, right? Well, it was very short today. Very short. 
Yeah, I guess that's all we got. Well, let me find a quote of the day. All right, people, thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. If you fell down yesterday, stand up today. H.G. Wells. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. (laughs) I don't know. Don't Don't forget forget to to do all that good stuff, man. Yeah, thank you. Peace. Peace. Peace.